and welcome to the Virgin River Visitor Center. I'm Caroline Dill. And I'm Liz Mitchell. And we are your guides to this charming, small, yet fictional town of Netflix's Virgin River. At the Virgin River Visitor Center, we will help you learn everything you need to know. Whether you want to know where to go for a late night bite, Jack's Bar, or who is new in town and already stirring up drama, the new nurse Mel, or you just want to know the local gossip. So pack your bags and your impractical footwear. We're going to Virgin River. Today, the episode is titled Kindred? Kindering. Kindling? Kindling? Kindling. It's kindling. Kinder? Kindling. Like what you use to start a fire. Yeah, I can't say that word. Kindling. Kindling? Kindling. Kindle? Kindle. Kindles. Kin. I had a Kindle. Ling. But I, you have to buy books for those suckers so that I never read anything and then oh it turned to dust. That was before the library made it more yeah, accessible. Yeah, I was about to say. Did I ever tell you how there used to be a loophole? I don't know if you knew about this on uh, Amazon where if you read a book within a certain period of time, you could still return it and get your money back. Hmm. And I did that for like a year and I read probably like 20 or 30 books. You just had to read it within like 48 hours oh. and you could return it and get your money back so Fun. that's what i did there you i go. read so quickly at that point though because i was like i don't want to pay money for this book mm-hmm. well so, no one stories. no one read any books actually in this episode um they are talking about the stuff that you make fires burn but no fires were burning. No. Um, you count Jack's house. There was nothing. Sometimes, like, you know, you can talk about kindling as, like, your start to something. Nothing seemed to be really starting. Not really. And there was no, nothing, no tension building anywhere. Yeah. These writers and the episode titles is getting on my nerves. Yeah. I can't. Weird. I can't do it. You ready to get into it then? Yes. Go ahead and give us our summary of season three, episode six, Kindling. This is episode five. I, why did I write six? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Let's go ahead and get into season three, episode five, Kindling. There you go. Mel and Jack briefly talk about her desire to have a baby, which has Mel thinking she scared Jack off. But pretty soon she has other things on her mind when Doc tells her he's planning on retiring and much to Jack's chagrin, he agrees to lunch with Todd, and Todd makes a very bold request. Lily also makes a heartbreaking revelation, and later Bree shocks Mel with some information about Jack's past. And then she collapses on the floor. There you go. Short and sweet and to the point today. I love it. You seem really confused. <laughs> no, sorry. I was just thinking about collapsing on the floor. Yeah. Honestly, I think a better title for this episode really should have been Revelations, just like the book in the Bible, because everybody has a stupid revelation at some point in this episode. Um, do you want to hear a song that my friend taught me from Baptist Summer Church Camp? Yes. Revelations, Revelations, 21-8, 21 liars go to hell, liars go to hell, burn, 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 burn. What? Yeah. Is this what they do at Baptist Bible Camp? I, I guess. I don't know. That's where she went. Oh, my gosh. When I was at, not Sunday school, VBS, Vacation, Vacation Bible, Bible school. school. Thank you. I had to think about that for a second. 
Literally, we made like a tomb out of Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. And then we got to eat it. Okay. I, you know, some you learn songs, some you do crafts, and some (laughs) you just sit there and listen to the Bible. Yeah. A plethora of fun for children enjoyment. Woo. But that's all I can think of when I hear Revelation. So I'm sorry. You're like, oh, Revelation, because everyone has a Revelation. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, Kindling was a stupid title. Stupid title. All right. Let's go ahead and break it down. All right. Let's see what everyone was revelationing upon. All right. The episode immediately opens following Mel's confession to Jack that she wanted that baby that she told him about last episode. And she kind of has to explain herself. She's I here's what how I interpreted it when she said this. She is jealous of Lily and Chloe. Yeah, that's basically what I I feel like she's just jealous of anybody that's having a baby. Yeah. But like Lily and Chloe are right there in front of her. I so. know. She really threw them under the bus. She really did. It's kind of rude. She's like, Well, I just see Chloe and Lily and I want one too. Right. And Jack's just like uh Yeah, Jack is like, Why didn't you say anything till now? And she's like, Oh, you have twins on the way and we literally just started dating. Glad yeah. she's aware of that. Right, glad she's aware this sounds a little cuckoo bananas. Yeah, and he's just glad that she shared her feelings. And she's like, but just because I want a baby doesn't mean you want a baby. Valid. valid. True. Uh, and he honestly has no idea what to say. Yeah, he's like unco- he's like petting her arm during this too, and it makes me so yes. uncomfortable. Mainly like her elbow area. It's weird. Uh, and he just wants some time to think about it. And then she's like, okay, I guess I shouldn't have brought it up. Okay, Mel. <laughs> All right. Uh, Weird. Weird reaction. Okay. And then they literally just go to bed. Yeah, he's like, let's go to sleep. Like, how do you sleep after something like that? I have no idea. I bet Mel tossed and turned all night, and Jack is the kind of guy that just falls asleep. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, that's happening. Um, We'll just kind of stay on this storyline until it splits off onto a different path. So in the morning, Mel goes to work, and then she gets a phone call from Joey, and she's like, Joey, uh, I think I messed up. I told him I wanted a baby. And Joey's like, yeah, that is a little, little much. Yeah. Joey's like, well, I mean, I'm, you, he's probably okay that you told him. And she's like, he's probably like so overwhelmed and uh joey's like yeah you're right yeah yeah she's not wrong and mel's like i thought you were supposed to be on my side no 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 joey's team rational here in this moment yes someone needs to be yeah mel you can't just tell the guy that you've known for literally three months no i mean like i guess it's better for her to share her feelings but just the way she sprung it on him yeah like post coitus in bed yeah big chillin mm-hmm. hey i want to have a baby yeah Ooh. i know that you have two babies on the way Mm-hmm. but let's have another one yeah um and even jack's talking about it so he's talking with his buddy mike who comes into the restaurant with fish with dead fish okay <laughs> he literally went fishing killed some fish and brought them into killed the establishment 
All right, people eat there. Take them in the back like a normal person. Oh my gosh, so unsanitary. You can't have the dead fish in the eating area. Would you rather they be live fish in the eating area? Yes, in a tank, and I can then look at them and enjoy their presence while I'm eating my trout. <laughs> it's like when you go to Red Lobster and they have the tank of lobsters. Yeah. I'm eating your cousin. Ooh. Yum. Anyways, yeah, Mike's like, I notice you're looking a little off there, Jack. What's going on? He's like, uh, well, Mel told me she wants to have a baby. And then he says that the thought of it literally gives me chest pains. Which I feel like is a pretty valid reaction. Considering he got shot in the chest. I thought he got shot in the stomach. For dramatic effect, we're going to say it's the chest. Okay. Yeah, so Jack's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And Mel's like, oh, I don't want to do, know what to do. And you know what happens with this storyline? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They literally just drop it. Will we ever hear about it again? Probably. It's such a big part of Mel's I character know. development. It's literally her only character trait is wants to be a mom. Yeah. Come on, it's writers. Weird. She's so much more than just a potential mother. I know. Whatever. I mean, I know we're going to see more of this, but we got that out of the way right off the get-go. It was just, like, so randomly ended. I know. There's nothing more that they talk about, so we'll just have to wait and see. They literally don't even, like, mention it to each other again. Let's move on to Preacher. This is another weird storyline in this episode. Yeah, this storyline is, I think, trying to show point that Preacher is stretching himself too thin. Yeah, or he's, like, still trying to adjust to being a parent. All right, so he's helping Christopher learn his lines because his camp is doing the Wizard of Oz, and he's the cowardly lion. Um, I'm mean, all right? I wrote in my notes, Christopher's dumb and can't learn his lines like a little wimp. Wow, that's so mean. I know. (laughs) That's aggressive. You know how hard it is to learn lines. You were in plays. I think I'm just more... Nothing against the actor who's playing Christopher. He's doing a job. He's just... They cast him not wanting his character to talk a lot. Yeah. And now his character has to talk a lot. And I know he'll probably grow into it. Probably. But, um... I don't know. He's still making more money than we are, so... I know, but it's just kind of like, ooh. Do you feel that way, or is it just me? A little... I don't know. I feel like... Half of his issue is the lines that they give him are not great. That's a good point. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't have a ton of good material to work with here, and no. his storylines are very dramatic in general. So yeah, I feel like it's half him, half what's going on around him. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think that he could be a little better, but again, he's like probably like ten years old. I don't maybe. Right. He's a child. Right. I just think that... Ma- I they also only feel ha- like he's older than his character is supposed to be. No, he is. Definitely. Which makes things awkward. I think with him, they don't have any kid helpers on the staff. True. They only have, like, adult acting coaches, and so there's no one to help coach him. Maybe. So Maybe that's, that's why it. he's just kind of falling straight on the line. Maybe. A little under the line. Know. All right. Sorry. Anyways. Enough Tangent of that. Over. No, we could. I could go off on that all day. Truly. 
Um, yeah, so he's like, Preacher, I need you to help me work my lines. And Preacher's like, okay, after work today, I'll help you with your lines. And then if you want to quit the play, you can, which is nice. Right. I like allowing kids the option to quit something that's not making them happy. Right. That was nice of Preacher. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Connie runs in. She's like, we enough with this. We gotta go now. Yeah, she, you can tell that she rules a house with an iron fist. Connie's kind of mean. Yeah, I don't... And she's just weird. I'm not happy yeah. with Connie still. Later in another scene, she is peeling like 50 carrots. Yeah. Why Maybe is she's she making carrot cake or something so for the bake carrots. truck. I think that she's done with the bake truck. We'll get into that later, but Lizzie's Ooh. the one running the show. But Lizzie doesn't know how to bake. But Connie and Lizzie aren't talking to each other. Maybe Connie's just bringing stuff and mm-hmm. Lizzie's selling Maybe? it. I don't know. We'll, I don't know. We'll get a little more into that. But anyways, then we cut to Preacher. And so there's, like, can you describe, I'm so confused. But can you describe what this hunting party was? I think it's just a bunch of rich people, men specifically. Yeah. Who are just doing some, like, not quite big game hunting because they're hunting elk. Uh, but they're just doing some, like, game hunting. And they somehow know Preacher. And they have a lot of money. So... They hunt in the area and then come eat preacher's food and spend a bunch of money. Okay, yeah. Well, they're there at Jack's Bar after their thingamabob. Hunting expedition. Their excursion. And preacher's got the fancy expensive wine set up. He's got seven million meals prepared for these people. Expensive ones. Yes. So they're going to make, and I quote, more than what they'll make the rest of the year. Month. It was the rest of the month. Oh, I got year from that conversation. <laughs> no, it was, we're going to make more on this one party than we'll make the rest of the month. I don't know why I thought they said year. <laughs> I'm like, you guys need a better business strategy <laughs> or something. No, it's a month. Okay. Does that make more sense now? It does. Yeah. Anyways, Jack's like, all right, preacher. Jack's being really nice here. He really is. I think he really realized that he hurt preacher's feelings yeah he realized that preacher wasn't just doing it to be nice right he actually wants in yeah he wants in on the he wants business. in on the biz yes yes and also that jack could potentially lose him if he doesn't start taking care of his friend oh, partner yeah co- co-worker better yeah so there's this party and jack is like all right preacher because it's your group essentially you get 50 percent yay yay preacher and preacher's like are you sure like that's not gonna hurt things and jack's like no we've had a good month that's fine <laughs> not a good year <laughs> is that what you wrote too yeah oh gosh i'm sorry <laughs> how did you i don't know <laughs> i don't know what happened your brain just replaced every instance of month with a year yeah essentially um, all right he hasn't had a good year he got shot he really hasn't. The, plus his house burned down. Plus he's having twins with, with a woman a who's person. not in love with him. Plus his girlfriend is already wanting children with him. Um, plus his friend might have quit and gotten a new job. Plus um, his other friend might have potentially shot him. Plus his sister's going through some stuff and won't tell him. He's really had a lot. He's had a lot. This poor guy. So he's not had a good year. No, he has not. Thankfully, this party group is going to help out the place. For this month. For the month. That's a little extra income. 
Exactly. But because Preacher was the one who's putting on this show for the hunting party, fellas, oh no, what happens? He has to stay late and take care of them because he came in late. And he has to call Christopher and be like, hey, bud, sorry. Also, side note, when he calls, he calls the house and Connie is Connie's so weird about reaction. it. It was just like, <gasps> No one ever calls his phone. It was like in a movie when, like, the call is coming from inside the house. Yep. Connie's like, (gasps) what is going on? She's about to, like, lock down the entire house just from the phone ringing. Right. And then it's literally just Preacher. It's just Preacher going, hey, can I talk to Christopher? All right. Let us role play here. Okay. You can be Preacher and I will be Christopher. Okay. All right. Ring, ring. Hey, bud. Hey, Preacher. Are you coming home yet? No. What do you mean? You promised you'd be home. Sorry, buddy. The group Click. came in late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't accuse him of being a liar. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> playback, playback. <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm going to be late. The group came in late. You said you'd be home to help me run my lines. You're a liar. I'm sorry. Click. Sorry. <laughs> there you go dramatic reenactment so everyone good. that felt right it did mm-hmm. I, I feel like we really captured both of their essences yes in I that moment i am a 10 year old boy i mean sometimes an 8 to 11 year old nondescript boy right i feel like he's like between 9 and 11 he's an age of a child who's an appropriate age for his er- character yes so uh I think that the relationship between Preacher and Christopher is going to be tense and strained Yes. from here out. Mm-hmm. Although Preacher does, with his half of the money from this party, wants to take Christopher somewhere fun like Disney. That's true. He does say that. But like, he should not be taking this kid to Disney if he's afraid of even the house ringing. Right. Or like letting him have a friend and oh staying the night gosh. over there. I know. Oh, one thing to note, though, um, is that later when they're kind of like helping this hunting party and he's mentioning that he wants to go to Disney with the boy, Jack's like, well, when is Paige coming back? And Preacher deflects immediately. Oh, 100%. He, it bounces right off him. He goes, nope. Yeah. And that was too fast. Yeah. That was too suspicious. Too sus. Yeah. You're being too sus jack is going to catch on he's smarter than he looks he really is so hmm i don't know what's gonna happen with that so we'll have to wait and mm-hmm. see do we want to get into my least favorite storyline in this entire yeah let's episode? get into it who are we talking about now jack and todd oh yes yeah so while jack is getting ready for this fancy pants hunting party charmaine shows up out of nowhere still not looking pregnant I actually thought, um, hold on, I spelled it wrong, and so this is really funny. I wrote, she finally looks a little tiny bit pregnant. <laughs> pregnant. She's pregnant. That feels right. Yeah. Well, so the outfit they put her it was in terrible. was terrible. We'll get into that later. But it was like slightly too big, so it looked bulkier, so she looked a little bit wider mm. from the front side interesting and not the length side mm. that that made sense kind of yeah yeah so it looked like she was like 
not a rounded pregnant belly or anything, but just like wearing bigger clothes mm. because she's pregnant. Maybe. So Maybe. just a little bit. Like if you didn't know the character was pregnant, you would not know. No. But because I knew, I'm like, I think a little bit. Potentially. I know, but she just like literally pops up out of nowhere while Jack is unloading some stuff from the car and goes, so Todd booked me a luxury birthing suite and I'm going to have a photographer. Cool. What? Where did you come from? Get out of here. And Jack's like, cool. She's like, what? You don't care? It was a whole... It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. She made it way more dramatic than than she needed to, as per usual. She's like, well, Todd wants to have lunch with you and you have to say yes. And Jack's like, I'm really busy today. Like, I literally have a job. Yeah, but she tells him, if you refuse his invitation, he is going to be so insulted. What in the mafia? Right, and and that it's just going to make things harder for you. Yeah, okay, Charmaine slash Todd. Mm-hmm. That's so rude. Right, like you're threatening his access to his children if he doesn't go have lunch with your boyfriend of exactly three days. <laughs> fiance. Fiance, oh, that's right. How dare fiance. you? Oh, she would slap bad. you. She really would. Yeah. And so finally Jack's like, ugh, fine. Like, I'll go. And she has a Range Rover now. It's super cute. So cute. Yeah. Oh so my gosh. Dumb. This is the most awkward. They're supposed to go for lunch, but they really just go for one drink. Not even a whole drink. Ha- a swallow. Yeah, a sip. A savor. I don't know. I lost a glug. It. A gl- yeah. A skosh. Very, um, this whole scene, awkward. Awkadoodle. It's not even awkward. It just makes me mad. This storyline no, in general. it makes me feel awkward and uncomfortable mm. watching it. Yes. This whole storyline, though, just makes me so mad. Yeah. Because it's so annoying. Toddy's the worst. He really is. He's one of those people that needs to make himself feel good mm-hmm. by flaunting how much money and influence he has and by bringing other people down. Yeah. So he elevates himself by cutting other people down, and it's obnoxious, and I hate it. Yes. But, so, at this, like, lunch or whatever that, like, some fancy, I don't know, like, country club, would you say? Yeah. And Todd has his usual table. And he's immediately a rude jerk to Jack about his Marine status. Oh, yeah. He's like, Charmaine mentioned you're an ex-Marine. And Jack's like, no ex. He's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you're literally always a Marine. And Todd says, oh, like a fraternity. fraternity. Literally, that's so insulting. So rude, Todd. Right? Todrick. Have you never never talked to a single person in the military, Todd? Todd's so rude. He really is. And then they're like talking about bourbons or no, scotch. They're talking about scotch. And he looks at Jack and goes, this one's aged and blah, 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 blah. And Jack looks at him and goes, I know I own a bar. And he's like, well, I just bought a bottle of this. You want to guess how much it costs? And Jack goes, four grand. And he goes, wow, that's a great guess. <laughs> okay. It's not a great... I think Jack even says that. He's like, nope, not a guess. He literally owns a bar, Todd. Yeah, he has to know this stuff. <laughs> Do you think he doesn't know how much alcohol costs? He's also an alcoholic. Right. Like, he knows how much these things cost, Todd. Yeah. Todd really only brings him here to be a jerk and show that he's so much smarter and richer than Jack. Mm-hmm. And then he finally cuts to the chase. And the chase makes me want to chase him down with a knife and stab him 17 times in the femoral artery. Wow. 
Like or just a, give him a little slap. Boop. Either or. Right. Maybe a scratch. Mm-hmm. Key his car. Ooh. Oh my gosh. He would get so mad. Yes. Yeah, so it's probably that. even more offensive to him than stabbing him <gasps> yeah. in the femoral artery. True. One of them, he has to live with a scratch on his car. Exactly. He has to pay to get that Ugh. fixed. Yes. All but right. he has enough money. But so he looks at Jack and goes, Well, we just think it would be best for everyone if I adopted the kids. Ugh. He's like, I'll pay you if you, like, sign over your rights. I'll do it right now. (gasps) Blah, 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 blah. It'll be better for them. They won't have real dad versus stepdad. And Jack says, oh, and you don't think it would be psychologically damaging for them to grow up and wonder why I abandoned them? Ooh, burn. And Jack knows this because he grew up with a single mom. Yeah. And Todd, you know, he says... Not if we don't tell them. What in the what? parent trap? Literally, that's not even parent trapping. That's right, just being but like, terrible. Take a drink every time I mention the parent I trap. I know, that's going to be your new thing. No, I just, I somehow always bring up the parent trap. <laughs> yeah. Then Jack, I'm sorry, I'm, I have to say this exactly how I wrote it. Jack throws money at Stripper Todd and tells him the kids aren't for sale. Oh yeah, you also missed one part. Where he goes, you want to start a relationship with my children by lying to them? They aren't for sale and throws the money. Yeah, but he throws money at Todd like Todd's a stripper. Sure. It was funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then Todd's like very embarrassed. Yeah, he's like, my money. Yeah. He he literally grabby grabs it all up. Mm -hmm, Todd only cares about money and buying children. Yeah, that's illegal, Todd. You can't buy children. Right, he's... Jack is rightfully upset about this whole yes, interaction. as he should be. I Good job, Jack. feel like this is going to come back, though, in another episode. I feel like Todd's going to go back to, like, Charmaine, or they're going to, like, go to a lawyer and be like, well, you know, Jack doesn't want to be a parent. Like, they shouldn't, he shouldn't have rights or access to his children, blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like this is somehow going to come back. Probably. It'll be interesting. It will be. Ugh, I hate the storyline, though. Same. Um, I I wish that were the last we would see of. But uh, I will say, Toad. Uh, before we move on from this, that the whole Jack throwing money at Todd is literally my favorite scene that's happened all season. <gasps> that interaction Todd. right there was just like, uh, one Jack looked so hot when he was angry. Okay. I enjoyed it, and he was just like, yes, like I'm gonna defend my unborn children. I'm gonna stand up for myself. Yeehaw. Loved it. It was mm-hmm. a great moment. And the lines, perfectly delivered in that entire scene. And plus, he made it rain. Not quite, but yes. He made it thunderstorm by sure. throwing that money on dumb Todd's face. Todd's the worst. Yeah, he really is. Can we just yeet him off a bridge? Uh-huh. We can yeet him while we move on to Lizzie. Ooh, so, this is a very blip of a storyline. Yes. So last episode, we see Lizzie abandon ship at Connie's house because Connie does not believe in premarital sex, as we learned. And, or apparently relationships. Yeah, or like kissing in general, or like Lizzie having a boyfriend, even though she's a grown adult lady. And so Lizzie leaves. And in the morning, she's working at the bake truck. As we said, weird she's still working there. Right. But Maybe whatever. They, she just needs a job. I don't know. I don't know. She says later her dad has lots of money, so she's clearly still supporting her. Doesn't. So. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and Liddy's like, I hope you enjoyed your stay. Oh yeah, your guest shower is great. 
that's our only shower. You beeping beep. She doesn't say that. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's the only bathroom. And Lizzie's like, the water pressure is so good, though. Yeah, but Liddy is a petty queen. Oh, she really is. I love it. Yes, she's like, oh, it is, isn't it? I would have enjoyed it, too, if all the hot water were still there. And Lizzie just goes, oh, yeah, sorry. It takes forever to wash the conditioner out of my hair. Wow. Yeah. And Liddy's like, you know what you need to do? You should just make up with Connie and get out of my house. Literally, she's like, I don't want you here anymore. I love you, but you need to leave. Yeah. And Lizzie is like, we're both just really stubborn. And Lizzie's like, and you know what? I actually think of Ricky and you as my family instead of Connie. Which is like kind of sweet that she like thinks of them that way. But also Liddy's like, Liddy looks pained. Please leave. She's like, no. She's like, you're a sweet girl, but like you need to not Mm -hmm. live with us anymore. Thank you. Yeah. And um, also while she's there, she gets six cookies and what? Three muffins? Four muffins? Something like that because Lizzie's giving them to her on the house. Yeah, but then she takes all of that to Ricky as a snack. Yes. Here's a snack. It's just an entire box full of baked goods. Maybe she like thinks he's going to share it with the other people working at the bar. Oh, maybe. That's like a very grandmotherly thing. True. Gotta feed you and your friends. Yeah. Even though his friends happen to be like 40-year-old men. (laughs) Uh, oh my gosh yeah and that's this is when liddy confronts ricky and says in more or less these words bro you need to tell lizzie to move out and make up with connie want to be an adult you have to learn how to handle conflict like an adult Mm -hmm. because ricky wants liddy to have the conversation with lizzie that's really hard to say both of their names i know i why th- this show has too many L names? We need to stop it with the L names. Lily, Liddy, Lizzie. But they're all so similar. <laughs> and we need to stop it with the red hair. Yet another character shows up with red hair this episode. True. We'll get into that. And I did not enjoy. <laughs> what do you have against redheads? Nothing. I like red hair, but like everyone has red hair. Come on. Originality. Someone should have. I don't, I don't I, color. I can't <laughs> hair. I'm just gonna let this keep going. Um. Yeah. So then Ricky does his manly duty. Not really manly, but he steps up to be an adult man. An adult he can man. enlist now. True. As we've seen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. and he goes to the bake truck to talk to Lizzie, and she's like. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can talk. There's no one here. Side note. When they're done with this conversation, there is a line of four people. To be fair, though, there wasn't anybody there when they started the conversation. This conversation was like 30 seconds long. Where did these people come from? Maybe they were all one group. Where did they come from? Maybe they were all one group. I don't trust it. I don't trust these towns, people. I don't know. I don't think about it. I didn't even pay attention to that part, so. It got me interesting yeah anyways lizzie's like you know what first he says you should work it out with connie that's what liddy wants you to do ha 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 he's so nervous yeah he's not good at confrontation Uh -uh. 
Especially not confrontation with Lizzie. No, who takes it a step farther? Yeah, she really veered left here when he was veering right. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I think we should move in together. (gasps) And she just like goes on and on about how they could get like a cute little cabin and like all this stuff. And he's very uncomfortable. And she goes, well, are you concerned about money? Like my dad's still supporting me and I've saved up a bunch because I'm not spending while I'm here because there's nothing to do. Yikes. And he's just like, um, no, that's a big step. And she's like, you know what? Forget it. And then storms away. Right. Which I think his reaction was pretty fair and valid. Mm-hmm. Also, he like can't leave his grandma. No, he can't. She relies on him too much. And he relies on her. And like in a good way. You know, not like in a mm-hmm. like she's elderly. Yeah. So that's what's happening with those two lovebirds in their teenage lovers quarrel. Paradise. All right, let's move on to the sad storyline because oh, it's sad gosh, and I, I don't want to spend that much time on it. Right. I mean, it on. also is like five seconds of this episode, so. Yes. So Doc is doing his doctorly duties after talking to Tara and finally goes over to talk to Lily. And he's like, hey, I haven't seen you for a checkup lately. Ha ha ha. Like, you want to come in and get your routine blood work done? And she she's just like, looks at him and goes, did Mel tell you I have cancer? so like he's like what What? he's literally shocked he is the definition of shook yes he is and he's like um no she didn't you have cancer she's like yeah i do yeah and she's like it's stage four pancreatic blah 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 blah. and you can just tell that doc is like very upset like this is his friend Mm -hmm. you know this is his wife's best friend but i that's brand new information Mm-hmm. We have never before seen Lily and Hope interact. Yeah, we have. Like, but not, they don't ever have, like, little tiny one-on-ones. I just didn't, I didn't think they were best friends. They kind of mentioned that in the first season when Lily, when it comes out that Lily is Chloe's mom. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's been my friend for over, what but is it, 30 best years? best friend? Yeah. I didn't think they were I, best friend I got status. best friend vibes. I did not get best friend vibes. I did. No. I hope's the kind of person that can't have a best friend. She's too. Well, except for her best friend did cheat on. That's right, because she doesn't trust people. Right, but no, I got some close friend vibes. Okay, so I guess. But any hoosers. We learn, or she shares what we all know, and that she's not going to do anything and just going to let it happen mm-hmm. and not she's tell anyone. Palliative care. Yes, and Doc, kind of shows her that. It's better for both sides of the parties, both party sides, the, all, everyone involved, if they know so that they can have their time to, like, fully come to terms with it and say goodbye. Mm-hmm. So Doc was really nice about that. And then she's finally ready to tell Tara after she and Doc sob. I know. Oh, my gosh. And then Tara, like, pulls up and is like, hey, Doc, what are you doing here? And she's like, Tara, I have cancer. It's bad. And I'm not going to do anything for it. Tara's like, what do you mean? Like, you know, like, you, there's got to be things that you can do. And she's like asking Doc questions. Nope. She's like, no, this is what I want to do. I want to spend all my time, as much of my time with you and Chloe as possible. So sweet. Doesn't she have other kids, though? Yeah. I know. I was like, okay, wow. Way to forget your other children. She has right. five kids. That's what I thought. Uh, all right. But... Maybe just because they're the ones that are there. Maybe. So. Yeah. Um, and Tara 
like you know what i don't care about me i'm worried about you i love you so much and they cry and it's a nice scene it's It's very sweet and sad and touching right they tara sobs yes it's sad but we're gonna move on too sad to talk about on our comedy podcast i'm going to speed breeze through this one okay okay ready set speed i'm sorry everyone in advance all right mel finally confronts doc like why are you hiring other people and he's like because i can i want to okay and then she's like how dare you do that i want in on your plans and then he's like okay fine you're right i'm retiring what you're retiring yes i'm retiring okay fine can i be in yes you can be in on the interview process we've got someone coming in today great oh hello dr so-and-so from johns hopkins hospital why do you want the job oh i want the job because i'm sick of the um factory line health care yeah. or whatever and i'm like that's weird all right leave your expensive paying job for two dollars all right uh here's the place you like it i love it great holistic medicine yay high five there was no high five mel comes back in doc did you like her yeah i liked her okay great ah yeah that was it okay right oh that's that's yeah oh and then jack learns that doc's retiring and then doc gets mad that jack knows and yells at him and then yells at mel ah (laughs) doc had a really stressful day okay he had a very stressful day i do not blame him for freaking out a little bit no he found out that one of his friends is dying yeah that gives him some wiggle room plus his own health issues basically all right, and do you want to speed through the last storyline? Yes, because it doesn't take very long. Yeah, go. So Brie gets a call from her doctor saying that her Xanax prescription can be refilled. Zanny, Woo, for one more time, but she needs to go in for a checkup if she wants to get it refilled again. And she goes, okay, cool. She gets a call from text from Brady. She meets up with him. They get it on on the couch at Brady's house. Uh, she finds out that he had a meeting with a loan officer and he's like, mm, this is bad. My company's not doing good. I can't get money because I can't get capital. And she's like, well, you know, if I had money, I would co-sign on a loan for you uh, because you're pretty hot and you're good in bed. And then they get it on part two. But in a bed this time. And he like goes to go to the bathroom. His butt looks very nice in the... Toy. <laughs> in the outline of his bathroom door. Shadow. Literally. Just a little bubble butt and it was beautiful. Uh, and And then what? And then what? And then Brie reaches into her bag, pops a Zanny or like five. Uh, and she goes, hey, I still have more time before I have to get back home. You want to do this again? And he's like, haha, yeah. And then cut to Jack's bar. Mel comes in because they're having drinks together tonight because Mel now has a friend we love. And she goes up to go check on Brie. And she's like, time knock. Um, I have one thing of note. Oh I gosh. really need to talk about this. Um, okay. Brady goes somewhere. And he's gone for all of like 15 seconds. He comes back and he's like, to Brie, you're still in bed? You were gone for 15 seconds. Right. 15 seconds had passed. Although I guess she did say that she had to get going, so. Yeah, but the way. Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. Yeah. All right. And now we should probably slow down for this part. Yeah, because it is the end of the episode. It's dramatic. Oh, Jack, something happened to him. Oh, yeah. Um, What the heck is going on with him? He has knife shoot not knife but he has a knife in his hand uh he has shot in the stomach flashback moment yeah staring at the door 
it was weird yeah okay jack we get it and he like gets all the way up to the point where the person who shot him turns around so we don't see the face <gasps> but he had a knife in his hand so clearly he was scared yes it was a butcher knife too it was huge <gasps> jack's gonna kill someone dun, 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 dun. um yeah all right all right do you so, want to wrap up this last part? Yes. This is the last thing that happens this episode. And then we'll get into the fun segments. Unless this is your favorite part. And this Maybe. is the fun part. Yeah. So, Brie, Zanny. Brie, alcohol. Brie, messed up. Passed out. Mel walks in. Brie, asleep. high off her mind on a kite. She definitely was sky. asleep at one point. Yeah. She wakes up and Mel's at the door. And she's like, oh my gosh, Mel sorry i must have fallen asleep yeah that's what happens when you take like seven xanax yeah oh my gosh you look just like mandy who's mandy who's mandy mel's like that's literally what mel asks and she goes oh jack's wife x wife dun, dun, dun. <gasps> and then she passes out literally and the episode ends with mel being like oh Bree, Bree!" literally Bree. no 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 Oh my god! We finally got a cliffhanger again, though finally. we haven't had a really good dramatic click clickhanger. 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 Click click. Cliffhanger in like three episodes. I've missed it. We finally, after the last two terrible episodes, we finally had a good episode this time. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this one a lot. Likewise. Yeah. Do you want to just get right into it? Yeah. Let's start off with Virgin River, a crime of fashion. all right so there were some outfits this episode that's for sure it really was all right and i'm only going to talk about the ones that i liked or didn't like that's the ones that really stood out yes all right first up we're going to talk about charmaine because we mentioned her and how the wardrobe department is kind of trying to make her look a little bit pregnant but not really charmaine is wearing not one but two different animal prints yeah she's wearing both leopard and cheetah yeah leopard and cheetah and each of those items individually would have been fine yes the combination of them though absolutely not yeah so she's wearing a white with more black spots on it shirt underneath it's you know more of a blouse and then on top of it she's wearing this like intense coat mm-hmm. all right this coat is hardcore cheetah this is a cheetah or not yeah cheetah and or leopard print one of the two i know there's a way to distinguish based on the the spots, spots. and the back has one of those like triangle pleats moments so it's very fancy and she's paired it with a giant gold necklace that dangles yes. down charmaine stop stop mixing prints right that's not the kind of print mixing that you can do you can mix prints that's fine they need to be appropriate prints yeah. But, like, that jacket with just, like, a black shirt underneath or, like, cute. a white shirt would have yes. been so cute. Right. Or, like, that blouse with, like, not a jacket. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Yeah. She um, would have been best dressed this week. She could have. Next, I'm going to talk about the hunting party. All right? <laughs> I didn't see anything other than their heads. No. Nope. They were just not floating even their heads. heads. They were just faces. Yeah, like, I could not see any part of them other than, like, their face, and I just don't understand why. Like, what was going on here? I have no idea. 
In case just you were kidding. wondering, Caroline loves a camo joke. Yeah, they were just in camouflage because they were hunting and they didn't want the deer to see them. Duh. So they were in camouflage and it's just funny. Like, oh my gosh, I can't see It literally them. never gets old to her. It never gets old in general. It's the funniest joke. It's easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover funny. Girl. Cover squirrel. Yeah. Next up, we have Lizzie. She was looking cute and styling. She had on a blue kind of like a sport, like one of those like moisture wicking long jacket things. Must have been cold like this day. Like a quarter zip type situation, but it had the thumb holes. Yes, we, we love, love thumb those. Hole. Paired with a white jean and her white Vans type shoe. Of course, with her pink gingham bake truck apron. Very cute. Very styling. A little bit blonder. We don't know. Right? Very blonde. Mm Mm-hmm. Confused. And then the last outfit I want to talk about today is Mel's going out for drinks (sighs) with Brie outfit. I hate this dress. Mel, I hated the hair. I hated the whole fit. It was very Mm -hmm. Little House on the Prairie but doesn't meet fashion. I have a dress that's Little House on the Prairie, but fashion. Yeah. This is not that. No. So this is a, it, yeah, think pattern like that. Prairie patterns. It's the color a was pretty though. Short sleeve red color dress. And it cinches at the waist with a giant elastic-y band. It Very seems like, weird. I don't know. And it has like floofy sleeves and... It's bunchy on the bust area. So, like, there's a bunchy bodice, and then it, like, comes down past her knee because, you know, Mel, she loves a long dress. Mm-hmm. Like, Can't calf show length. And I think it was really hard to tell what shoe she was wearing, but yeah. I think she was wearing a sandal. Interesting. A strappy, not a strappy sandal, like a, like a thick sole sandal with, like, the, like. Oh, like one of the ones that every girl wears nowadays? Kind, yeah, the strappy sandal, but like not strappy, like cute strappy, like Ugly I'm going to wear these out to run Aaron's sandal. Oh, oh I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the kind where it buckles. Yeah, like a Birkenstock. Yes, like a Birkenstock sandal, but it, and it has like the one strap down the middle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah, and then one around exactly the ankle. What, yep. Yeah. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. But that didn't work. No. Why would you wear a sandal? Waterfall braid. Oh my gosh, that is so 2015. That's why Brie brought it up while she was wasty faced. She's like, I haven't seen a waterfall braid since Mandy. Yeah, I haven't either. We don't waterfall braid anymore, Mel. I'm literally, I took a picture of it. It's, if you don't know a waterfall braid, it's kind of like two French braids, but you don't go all the way. You just take little pieces of the hair and go down gradually so then the pieces kind of look like they're flowing together there's one I was on never each able side to do one. i'm pretty good at a waterfall braid oh my hair's always had too many weird layers in it so mm. and then you she has two of them and tied them together in one little tiny braid down the back so weird it's not cute it was not the vibe but jack says that she looks very pretty which was kind of cute that was very cute mel does not understand the assignment when no. it comes to fashion mel moved to virgin river and lost all sense of style right but then she moved originally was in virgin river and had too much style yeah i don't she know she needed to find a you middle ground she had her jeans her boot mm-hmm. cut jeans tucked into boots again yes she had her boot cut jeans tucked into an ankle boot again mel 
Stop it. We don't need that. No. You can let it breathe. Wear a skinny jean if you would like your boots to be shown off. Yes, that's what I do when I want to show off my boots. Yes, but if you're wearing boot cut, it goes over the boot. That's the point of a boot cut. Did you know Doc wears boots to work? That feels right. Yeah, I didn't notice it until today. I think sometimes he wears his dress shoes. Sometimes, but today he was wearing a boot. Mm -hmm. Maybe because he knew who's going to Lily's. Maybe. And she obviously lives on a farm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so um, based on those, or if you had another outfit we didn't mention, did you have a favorite or worst favorite? Worst favorite, least favorite. Uh, I didn't really have a favorite because everybody was basically wearing the same thing. And uh, but of our terrible fashion options, it has to be Charmaine forever and always. Hmm, yeah. Oh, you could have been so cute, and then you, you had weren't. So much potential. So much potential. I'm going to join you on that jaunt. There, Charmaine. Yeah. Worst outfit. Terrible. Yes. Absolutely terrible. Actually, I had a favorite that I forgot to mention. It was Mel's first outfit of the day. It was her pink, the one with the boot cut jeans. Mm-hmm. But then she was wearing a really cute pink top. That was really cute. It was cute. a very nice blouse. And there were like those like sewn on, like sewing little patterns sewn into it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe others do too. That was my favorite. I forgot that about cute. that one. I also loved Joey's Good Morning LA hoodie. Yeah, that was just funny. casual and fun. So, so Joey. While she's doing flower arrangement. Okay, girl. Weird. Yes. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay, what's your question? Did you see any boats today? I did not see any boats. Did we even see the river? Yes. We saw a piddle river. I don't know. A creek? Yeah, I think it w- well, it was bigger than a creek, but it was like a little offshoot of the river, maybe. Maybe. One of its little like weird veins. Yeah, it was too narrow to be a boat river, even yeah. a kayaking boat river. No, and shallow. No boats. Boo. Yeah. We All right. Have five more episodes to see yes. a boat. Not a lot new to put on the murder board today, but it's time to get into Crime the watch list. The neighborhood watch. I still don't like that. Like I know it works, but I. Crime patrol. I don't know. Crime watch. Paw patrol. Paw patrol. Oh my goodness! So, when Doc finally tells Mel that the reason he's hiring is because he's retiring altogether, before they can get into it further, who shows up? The one person who shows up at the most inopportune times in this entire town, Bert. It's Bert. Bert shows up. Hmm. Mm, Suspicious. suspicious. Bert, why would you be showing up to the doctor's office right at that moment? Because you have the place bugged and you needed dirt and so you came in. Right. He totally doesn't have a doctor's appointment or anything. No. He's not a man who has issues. He's a man who is the issue. Ooh. Yeah. So Bert. I'm putting him up even higher. All the strings are connected to Bert now. Hmm. See, I'm knocking Bert down because in the flashback, this person did not have Bert's body type. Bert could have hired someone. Potentially. Potentially. Bert has money. He's the only person who knows how to tow a car in this town. I'm moving Todd further up. Oh, Todd, 100%. Yes. Yeah, like, get out of here, Todd. And if he didn't, 
he definitely has the money to pay somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 We need more flashbacks, though, to really piece this together. See, yeah. Todd is trying to pay off a man. Exactly. Why is he trying to pay him off? Mm. Is it because he has a person on the inside who saw Jack getting flashbacks? This might not be Jack's first flashback. We don't know. He could Just be the slowly seen, having seen us, these shown us. memory flashbacks. And Todd knows this. So Maybe. what's he do? He's like, uh-oh, I got to sell this man off. He can't know that I did it. I need to steal his children away from him and run. Mm-hmm. A la Paige. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if it was Paige? Ooh. Why isn't she back yet? That's right. I'm putting Paige on the board. Interesting. I don't think she did it, but no. it's being a little too suspicious that she's been gone for so long. Should we put Preacher back on the board? Because he was talking to Preacher hmm. in the kitchen when he <gasps> had his when flashback. When Preacher did have his flashback, or Jack had his flashback. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Preacher's kind of on the board, but he's just to the side. Yeah. He's on the other side of the board. It's mm. a two-sided chalkboard. Interesting. On wheels. So you know, he could potentially get moved. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Should we switch to being a crime podcast? Should we do a crime cast? Uh, is that what they call him? I don't actually know. Oh, um, no, because I don't think we would find any evidence. We literally can't <laughs> even find out who killed Jack. We can't find out who killed a f- tried to kill a fictional person? Jack's dead, and we don't even know who did it. Maybe this whole thing is his fever dream. <gasps> I'm always convinced that's happening in TV shows right? and movies and stuff. I wouldn't put it past this show. I mean, no, me neither. It's not really their alley, but but like it could be. It could be. What if somebody, somebody, people really hated this season, and so to reverse everything that happened, they just go, "Haha, Jack was just in a coma." <gasps> I could see that. Yeah, I just, I think everyone in this town is a criminal. We've been over this before. It's all a criminal bubble. Everyone's a criminal, and they're just under sedation, playing out a version of their lives if they weren't criminals. Hmm. So everyone did it, and no one is safe. Interesting. Crime watch. Crime watch. All right, and I guess that's it. Because I have one question. I never wrote all of it out. I stopped mid-thought. Oh, my goodness. You can just ask it for me, to me. Hmm? Ask me. Ask you? What is happening? This one is the one where I just stopped mid-thought. Does Todd think he is the smartest? Yeah. The smartest what, though? He's just the smartest. Todd is the smartest. In his own brain? No, just the end of statement. Statement. That's not even a question, it's a statement. It is a statement. Todd is the smartest. Hmm. Who's the smartest? Todd. Todd is the smartest. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We all know it. We're just, it's Todd's world. We're all just living in it. Really? Todd and Charmaine. Todd Fia. Todd Fia. He's in the Mod Fia. Hmm. And he's Todd. It's the Todd Fia. Woo. So that's why I'm convinced it's all Todd. Todd's Mafia. The Todd Fia. What is Charmaine and Todd's? ship name todd main tar main tar main or chod <laughs> either take your pick you have options we love options i like chod yeah chod's pretty good chod is good 
I don't even want to ask my last question because that one was so good. Great. That's a perfect place perfect. to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Episode up, four, up, season up. three, Kindle. Is this episode five? <laughs> I said that. What do you mean? Roll the tapes. I definitely said seven. <laughs> you and numbers. Kindle was a pretty good episode. All right. Um, a lot of reading, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of going online, finding books. Just kidding. Just kidding. Cool. Just kidding. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It definitely was way more exciting than the last episode. Yes. Where it was a major dud. Um, we finally got to see some new things happen for our favorite characters. Doc finally told Mel. Lily finally told her daughter. Mel finally told Jack. Charmaine finally got a car. You know, people finally got things they deserved, they wanted, needed, believed in. You know, um, maybe not Christopher. He lost Preacher, basically. Whatever. Uh... Yeah, I think everyone's storyline was kind of exciting, fun, fresh, fierce. They got it on lock. Yeah, they do. Um, I'm annoyed, you know, that it just, it was very convoluted, as you could tell Mm -hmm. by our episode recaps and summaries and statements. It was all over the place. This episode was a little all over the place. Kind of. So I have to deduct points for that. Mm. But, you know, I'm giving it back points for people saying what they needed to say. Say what you need to say. Um, my favorite, my MVP of the episode, the person who bravely put on a brave face for their brave little family, was our friend and best friend, maybe, Lily. Not to be confused with Lizzie or Liddy. All the same. I don't know. And of course, my worst contributor is Todd. It's Toddfia. Disgusting. You can't buy babies. Stop that. It's really a crime. Stop Todd. buying children. This episode gets a B plus. Ah. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. I basically agree. I gave it a B though. So um because it was definitely a lot more exciting. Uh there wasn't anything really romantic though, which kind of brought it down a little little notch for me. There were sexy times. There were, but only implied sexy times. We never actually get to see any of it. And there was some smooching. True. But meh. I guess that's not romantic, though. Yeah, that's steamy. Mm-hmm. Different. Very different. Um, But I don't know. It was definitely better. I liked it. Like I said, everyone was making revelations out here. Um, But I think we finally have like moved beyond just plot building episodes and we're getting to the meat of it we're getting to the thick of it and i appreciate that and i enjoy that part uh there was definitely an emotional episode in some senses but i appreciated that my mvp just like you is our homegirl lily that's a very hard conversation to have and i'm glad that she's finally seeing that she can't do this on her own and that she needs the support of her friends and her family even though she was briefly very mad at Mel thinking that Mel told Doc, the Lily herself told Doc. Uh, but I appreciated that, and I'm interested interested to see where the rest of that will go. Um, and as for my worst person, 
It's got to be Chad. <laughs> their, <laughs> their newly established name. Their combined worst character. Because let's be real, they are the same person at this point. One cannot exist without the other one. Or the one can't exist without the other's drama. Uh, and they're the worst because they really are the absolute worst. All of a sudden, Charmaine has become a very money-hungry lady. And I just don't appreciate. And Todd is, well, Todd. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to say about that. Okay. All right. Um, I would just actually like to make an addendum to my last will and testament. Uh, as much as I hate Chad and Todd, I kind of actually, I lied. I want to give it to Preacher Ooh. for putting work in front of child. <laughs> okay. Poor little baby Christopher was depending on him to help him be the cowardly lion. And yet, where was he? He was making money. Everyone's money hungry in this episode. Everyone wants the money, but no one wants the insert word here yep yeah so on that note that wraps it up we both enjoyed this episode we didn't love it but we liked it Mm -hmm. and we both are looking for the next episode because it's a longer lumberjack lumberjack yes we're so excited for the lumberjack games everyone tune in all the flannel yes lots of flannel Flannel lots of axes next week so many axes if you love axes give us a like on the apple podcast follow us leave us some stars tippity tap out a little review put an axe emoji on there so we know that you're true yes or and and or follow us on the twitter at virgin river pod and shoot us an email you can send us an email to virginriverpod at gmail.com. Send us your best lumberjack outfits next week, guys. <gasps> yes. Maybe Tweet we'll it, get an Instagram and share your yes. posts. I don't know. We probably know. won't. It's a lot we can work. think about it. But yes. share your lumberjack pics. We can't wait to see them. Do it. We'll, you, we'll catch you next time at the Lumberjack Games here in Let's everyone's go. favorite town, Virgin River, where the internet is slow, but the gossip, gossip is, is fast. fast. Bye.